Yo, uh, <laughs> I, I just find it funny that like <laughs> before reading uh, the story that came across my timeline early on, um, early on this week, I really, I really thought I was involved, man. <laughs> I thought I was becoming more tolerant. I was more tolerable, uh, not palatable or palatable to people. Like, yeah, I was, I am becoming more palatable. And by that, I mean tolerable. Uh, but I'm not making a concerted effort to uh, maybe minimize the characteristics that make me me. But maybe uh, discard some of the more hurtful and uh, unnecessary characteristics that maybe I've always wanted to. But uh, they felt so ingrained within me that um, it was hard to set aside yeah i don't know if that made sense i hope so but the moral of the story is i began looking at myself and i'm not gonna say this happened all the time like that but it does happen i i think i've told you guys that i look at myself in the mirror and i <laughs> i assess myself and i'm not even talking like physically of course that is a part but i'm also assess myself like as a man <laughs> like i undress myself <laughs> and um it's been a running theme to think that I'm an evolved man. <laughs> and this was, this was, this was, I was woefully mistaken in this belief. <laughs> and I, I came across a story this week that just made that abundantly clear. Before I get into that story, I would just love to welcome you to the Currently Untitled Podcast. I am your host, Bobito, a.k.a. Bobito Mosquito, a.k.a. The Funk Soul Brother, a.k.a. Master B, a.k.a. Styles B, a.k.a. BMX. And you are listening to the 12th episode of the Currently Untitled Podcast. Guys, it is a pleasure doing this podcast and having you all... Um, talk to me about it uh what's 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 the what's the cool word that people use uh engage with me about about this about this podcast you know give me ideas for the podcast uh for future developments in the podcast and just um yeah man it really makes this whole experience fun so um i appreciate every single one of you who listen and yeah, man, I was just oh, and um, by the way, update on the on the on the deadline for the name, which is uh, 27 days now. But I got this, don't worry. <laughs> Moving on, <laughs> as I swipe away some sweat. <laughs> you know that Kim Peel meme <laughs> with Jordan. <laughs> yeah, that's me right now. I don't know if you can hear the sweat dripping. But anyway, um. To get back to the story so the story i read i read first a headline probably around jan or so uh this headline was geez we're in march let's just take a second to think about that but yeah see us flying man anyway so jan sitting there scrolling through the timeline you know and i see this headline now at first i didn't know i, I didn't even click on it that that's how desensitized I am to the bullshit. <laughs> but I see this headline, and the headline was something along the lines of Chinese authorities decide COVID test in the bum. <laughs> I think they threw in some words like anal swab <laughs> to make it more scientific. Hey, man, <laughs> you were testing niggas' bums 
for 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 COVID, and I thought about it, and um, I sometimes I think I spoke about this in the last podcast. I sometimes come to the conclusion uh, that, and this conclusion is always reached very quickly. It's one of my quicker conclusions, and it's just I don't know enough. Doesn't affect me enough, and yeah, that's pretty much it. Doesn't I don't know enough, don't care enough, doesn't affect me enough. Moving on. So that was kind of how I took it, and until recently, it still doesn't affect me. But um, and I still don't really, I wouldn't say care. Yeah, I, I mean, if I'm being honest, like this is the place where I'm honest. I still don't care, but I found it interesting. <laughs> And that's what made me realize that I'm not an evolved man at all because um, there's serious aspects to this issue, <laughs> and uh, these these aspects are affecting human beings, my fellow man and woman, my fellow men and women. But uh, yeah, that's that's not why I, I, I dialed it. <laughs> it was more so because uh, the U.S. had some diplomats that went to China. And they explicitly told them, "Hey, don't molest these niggas." <laughs> and the Chinese were like, "Word, I got you, I got you. No molestation, got you. None of that." And apparently, so here's where um, it gets tricky because the U.S. is accusing the Chinese of molest, not a molesting, anal swabbing to test these guys and women. I think um, these dignitaries, di- diplomats anal testing them and um the chinese are saying nah <laughs> we didn't we do we do anal test like just beware we do but we didn't with these men and women so that led me to 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 see some and by the way let me give credit where credit's due this 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 keeps coming up on my timeline through one specific listener that man I fuck with you <laughs> you always bring the topics <laughs> this is your podcast <laughs> uh, but anyway um, yeah so Japan was also like yo um, some of our citizens or the article that I read the headline actually said Japan asked China to stop anal swabbing their citizens <laughs> Just the most ridiculous thing I've ever thought I'd read. <laughs> because you can imagine China saying, nah. <laughs> oh, no ways. No ways. Like, can you please just stop? Oh, so let me let me break down how this anal swap works just for just for your visuals. <laughs> and for those of you like me who are a bit um fluid on the on the sexual spec uh what what is it called the sexuality yeah the sexuality this your uh, your sexuality is a bit more fluid you never know what you might like <laughs> i doubt you'd like an anal swabbing but hey man test it out you'll see <laughs> in any case um they 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 the you can imagine the chinese saying nah like um we're not, we're, we're not, we're not, we're not changing anything of ours. So this is where it got a bit interesting for me because um, the Japanese reason 
for well first let's get into the chinese reason for actually anal swabbing people when this has not been confirmed to happen anywhere else in the world their reason is that it's a more um more 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 sound test simply put why why else would they do it? they're kind of confused as to why we wondering why and obviously there's probably opposite sides within china but it's still happening so the official stance must be that there's still reason for it and the reasoning has been that it's a more effective test and it's something about the uh nasal swab throat swab um those swabs um can test you negative whereas the anal swab would test you positive so i think that something about the fecal matter holds the virus for a bit longer and they don't do it on everybody they do it at um at risk people so either people who come from at risk or high um high 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 covid case nations um people who are at risk at like of the virus like really affecting them in a, in a bad way and people that are being quarantined so that's mainly the people who they do this anal swab to and then obviously if you're visiting um from as i said an at-risk nation or something like that they might anal swab you they probably will anal swab you so japan's saying that their citizens have been having a adverse effect like on their mental well-being they say that it's been uh traumatic a, a traumatic experience now this is where as i was saying i'm not as evolved as i think i am or i like to think i am because my initial reaction was come on <laughs> which is fucked up because i do not um get to choose what traumatizes people um just as people don't choose what traumatizes me so if i want that same respect i gotta be able to give it. that's the mature side that comes after a second of thinking about it immature side was like man up it's just an anal swap bend over spread him and two oh yeah so i was saying so they go two to three centimeters in and they uh go in a circular motion like around your an- anus yeah anus for a period of 10 seconds <laughs> sounds like foreplay to me <laughs> Okay, okay, I'm, 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 I'm done with those jokes, I'm done with those jokes. <laughs> but anyway, um, so uh, Japanese citizens were saying that uh, they were being um, adversely affected mentally by, by these tests. So I don't know where China stands on that, but I just find it interesting. Just like the power dynamic that anal swapping somebody and just like the anal... Um, what is it called cavity checks um at the airport like it's never happened to me but don't tempt me with a good time <laughs> okay 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 that was the last one that was the last one <laughs> but um what was i saying uh oh yes i was saying that um i was just i don't know how i got you i don't know how my brain got you but just think to myself man like china's come a long way man like um, they had a, a horrible a horrible period of economic growth or a period of negative economic growth and just um, a horrible Chinese economy a few 
I don't know how many years ago, but a few decades ago. And I can't remember who I heard this from. Um, it was probably one of those TED Talk kind of thingies. Um, but basically, they were saying that China got so embarrassed by relying on like foreign support to just to maintain oh and they had a famine as well and they were just ill prepared as a nation to really deal with these tough times and they were embarrassed by this and the chinese government um was embarrassed by this and they were like this will never happen like you know one of those might sound racist but you know one of those wu-tang shogun <laughs> movies where like the 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 shaolin dude gets his ass beat and then he goes into the mountains starts training and before he starts like he goes through like that moment of my honor will never be what 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 and yeah so it's kind of one of those moments and this is how it was described to me in one of these ted talk thingies it could have been like i don't know where i got this information but just know that it's valid (laughs) and they went forward to learn from America who was the economic powerhouse at the time um, and just study them and really really take after um, measures that they had be that they and other colonial um, nations of the past had implemented to become the powerhouses that they are one of the major ones that really interested me was national or maybe not nationalization but a sense of national pride now many countries have national pride but how many countries really put their money where their mouth is how many countries really their citizens really embody the the ethos of us versus them not saying it's a great thing but also recognizing what it's done i mean if we look at one of the nations that was under china's thumb and i think is back i i, I wouldn't know currently where they stand uh but back in the past like Mango- mongolia was really like under 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 china china's thumb like i can't remember if it was the ming dynasty the jing can't remember which dynasty it was but it was around the times um of genghis khan or rather uh, Genghis Khan was born into this environment and the Chinese had done at this time what many colonial countries uh, nations did that is the idea of divide and conquer within your enemies so Mongolia was a very tribal nation at this time a lot of different tribes not really a nation at all just a bunch of different tribes living in the wilderness whereas China was uh, not too far off the China that we know today otherwise or take away the digital advancements and that kind of stuff but very uh, for those times industrial industrial and uh, uh, industrialized and um, a city of the future or a country of the future you know what I mean uh, a developed nation that's that's what I'm looking for and they used this idea of divide and conquer so basically which whichever nation or tribe within mongolia was thriving they would support their competitors they would bribe 
chieftains and people of influence to not rise up against the Chinese and they just played a game of political chess amongst a, a country that or amongst leaders that were not willing to put the collective good above their own interests very similar to our our situation in South Africa I'm not gonna get into that we get into it on enough podcasts but it just I just find it interesting how Genghis Khan took his nation back and you he he basically riled up or, or first and foremost he beat the shit <laughs> out of any tribe any and every tribe and gave them a choice to either join the nation that he was building or perish and obviously many people especially with the bloodthirsty man with the bloodthirsty man that Genghis Khan was uh, did not take him for his word and rather joined and at the same time he was pitching something that they could get behind the Chinese have had their foot on our necks for how long let's get the shit off and long story short he managed to overthrow the Chinese um, and go on his own tear where he conquered most of the known, known world at that, at that time but he did it through the unification of his nation and China after being embarrassed by the I, I wouldn't even say by the western nations more so they were embarrassed by their own ineptitude at the management and governance of their country rallied in the same way and they are now at the point where they can look Americans in the face and say spread them <laughs> and I just find it I find it amazing what is capable and in a short period of time as well I mean I can't remember the exact date in which they were um they were in this economic peril but like it wasn't that long ago and at this moment we all know China to be one of if not the powerhouse of the world I mean even looking at Japan which um personally and maybe I'm not somebody who should be yeah this is the podcast where I get to say whatever's on my mind and I think Japan is definitely um, up there if not the most technologically advanced society that we have and yet again they're looking at them and saying ring ring nah <laughs> spread them <laughs> and yeah just for me it's, it's kind of a testament to what can happen when the collective um, works together instead of individuals pursuing their own goals and that's that's just my observation of, of that whole situation that and um, I don't know do I want to get into this I'm, I'm going to get into it I'm already here um, you ever think about like situations like that where like that and um, prostate checks um, just where somebody has to fiddle around your bum hole and how I've never heard females really, but obviously females don't get prostate t- checked. But I've never really heard females like get up in a knot about this. And like as men, we kind of have a more we have more possessive, a more possessive nature. <laughs> it's gonna sound very strange. A more possessive nature over our anus, uh, over our assholes, and um. 
I'm not in actuality in this sense for one for one of the one of the few times in this podcast I'm not actually speaking by myself <laughs> I don't <laughs> I am very very open to <laughs> that 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 area of my anatomy being fooled around with <laughs> In fact, you may you you may say I prefer it. <laughs> so, uh, moving on. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think it comes. I, I wouldn't say it comes back into masculinity. Toxic masculinity. That's a bit unfair. I mean, that's that's a low ball because normally, what's rallied to to men like me who are a bit more. Um, fluid within our sexuality um is that and it's come up quite a few times like where um something like this you know like just chilly like women are, I, i'm sure you've 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 been there for a time where all of a sudden conversation is just thrown on the table where somebody's just like hey man you let her put a finger in a bum yet in your bum yet <laughs> and the reactions to that question uh, in fact, if you have not done this, just throw it out at the next dinner party you're having and just watch every different man's reaction. <laughs> Guarantee you'll get one, hell nah, nah, you think I'm some kind of gay or whatever, you get that reaction, you get the, uh, nah, not really my thing, but never tried it, so kind of, I will know, how do you know, but yeah, maybe you don't. Then you get the, yeah, tried it, wasn't for me, which you can respect. You can get there, oh, mate. <laughs> and you, you, I need I say more? You know that man. <laughs> you know his, <laughs> but apparently, let's get into the science of this. So, I've never actually done the research on the science on this, and um, let, let, let it be known that my jokes and um, it's, it's, it's being open to the idea. But in terms of my own experiences, not that far. But apparently, uh, and by the way, I'm not very good at the human anatomy. But apparently, something, some kind of gland or something, maybe it's your prostate, I don't know. Something around there, um, like a G-spot for men. And it would feel good done the correct way in every man. Maybe you would feel uncomfortable but it should feel good. You know what I mean? I don't know how I got here <laughs> from the Chinese and the USB thing, but <laughs> this is what happens in 2021. Allow me. <laughs> so, uh, to summarize, don't knock it until you try it. Uh, China's flexing their flexing their, their their weight or swinging their weight around in the most weird way, <laughs> and the Japanese are still Japaning. Anyway. Another thing that came across my feed, and this I hope will not take me over the time period that I'm aiming for, but Eminem, dude, Eminem being cancelled. Now, early on in this podcast, I mentioned Eminem, and I can't remember in what, what, what vein, what, what, why he was mentioned, but I did joke about the fact that as a grown man. I cannot listen to someone beat, uh, beef with their mom on wax. And I laughed about it and also gave 
Eminem his flowers saying that he is um, one of the greatest rappers that we will ever see um, especially when it comes to like lyricism and when I say lyricism I do mean the more lyrical miracle uh, of late I mean back in the past you can definitely say his 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 content and maybe maybe I'm being a bit harsh but um, I'll say his earlier content barring the shock value content and that also comes with its own history but um, some songs like what cleaning out my closet um, white America um, what else soldier um, Jeez, off the top of my head what else guilty conscience maybe plays with a few nah not really good guilty conscience toy soldiers for sure actually um uh stan so you see the kinds of songs that i'm um um marshall mathers just basically songs where he really got into an introspect he used his uh, elite if not the greatest rhymer of words who's ever lived elite lyrical um, ability to really get across messages that or maybe not messages but just get across thoughts that were introspective and it's so introspective that you could not respect you could not not respect especially speaking for um, that trailers trailer park um, side of America that fucked with hip-hop but didn't really have a representative on the main stage spitting at an elite level and that's where Eminem came in and that's obviously Elvis I mean he joked about it as well the whole Elvis comparisons and how um, it played to his his uh, or it, it, it probably propelled him to stardom whereas people in his own camp such as Proof were probably just as gifted if not more gifted but obviously did not see the same success and at the same time there's many reasons as to why that could be i mean eminem let's get into a bit of a bit of um his history and just briefly so simply put coming up in the rap game spitting at an elite level got his crew uh d12 you know they're coming up in detroit cool going to battles all this kind of shit and then records an album infinite now infinite if you've heard it it's re-released on all the spotify things and what what um it's been re-released and it is an incredible well for me i found it dope in the sense of how he was rapping but i also found it reminiscent of new york at that time or maybe new new york hip-hop a few years before in the sense that he was not really original he was really good at rapping but it wasn't anything it wasn't a sound that was original and as we all know or maybe you don't know but at that time and this was call it late 80s early 90s yeah late 80s early 90s um hip-hop was hip-hop was all about originality you were a bidal if you were if you were um if you were accused of biting jacking swag stealing bars stealing style all of this stuff then you kind of lost all credibility and it was hard to get a career started that way 
And that's kind of what happened to him in the sense that nobody really thought that this was a Detroit sound or a Detroit artist. He was biting New York and therefore, man's not going anywhere. So, from my understanding, Infinite sold no albums whatsoever. And understand that in Infinite, he was not the Eminem that we know, the Slim Shady that we know today. Or that came to came to blow up. He was very much a more lyrical uh, than shock value rapper. He was he was he was really flexing his his bars, and that sold not even one record. So already struggling, like y'all have seen Eight Mile. If not, go watch it <laughs> and just see like the stuff he was dealing with. Um, in the sense of him and his baby moms and obviously he had a role to play in that drug addiction um just maybe not in the best uh, also being broke you know starving artist syndrome i don't know if that's a real thing but you know just um struggling man struggling trying to get by and to have something that you put your all in rejected in that manner can be definitely harsh and what happened was he tried to commit suicide failed obviously but he was never really the same at least from a rapping point of view it was kind of like well fuck it i've got nothing to fucking lose anymore and he started work on the slim shady lp that's the one that catapulted him to stardom it was the one that nobody had heard it was completely original Maybe not, yeah. It borrowed from men like Redman, um, who else? Maybe ODB, just in the style of how like outrageous it was. Old Dirty Bastard, by the way, for those who don't know. Um, just in the way that it was so outrageous in like how he was rapping and what he was rapping about. But also the skill that he was rapping with was definitely Big Dan Kane um, inspired. Like um, the style of cadence uh but the mixture of all of them and obviously everyone is inspired everyone is inspired by somebody so i'm not knocking being inspired by people i'm just saying that this is what created the slim shady that we know and what happened was he was shunned by the world for being so polarized or maybe not polarizing he he was polarizing but they were maybe not shunned from the world that's a bit like one dimensional he was polarizing he had extreme diehard fans and he had people who hated everything he stood for remember that this is somebody who's battling with addiction not having the strongest mental health at the time and just not really all there as a man just catapulted to stardom and just like I do you kind of thing so of course his music and music as well I believe at the very least should be free to express whatever the artist is going through in whatever way that the artist deems worthy so as I said earlier he had some songs that were disparaging towards his mom and his uh, what's her name uh, and his baby mama Kim 
And as a grown man, can't fuck with that. As a kid, though, not really understanding anything that he was talking about, just the more, more so the raw emotion of it. I mean, Eminem's Marshall Mathers LP was the first project that I listened to on repeat, tape to tape, or like just re- restart the tape, restart the tape. My brother had the tape. I was probably around six, seven years old. I was probably six, so that I, I don't remember being in school yet. So I didn't remember, I didn't understand much of it, but later on, maybe around 10, 10 9, I, uh, I started really understanding what he was talking about and what was going on in the music and like, Jesus, this is quite dark. But at the same time, living a sheltered existence at the time, we gravitated towards it. So my point is that Eminem is now being threatened by oh and this happens as I, like I was in a group chat where someone brought this up that Eminem's being uh, cancelled and um, this happens like every few months <laughs> so I'm not I'm not I'm not uh, yeah Eminem gets cancelled every few months the point is that. If we look at the man he is today, I mean, still his music has um, some bars. And uh, again, I'm going to say the music, I mean, when we start holding artists accountable for what they think. In fact, when we start holding people accountable for what they think, then does that not... Oh, Jesus, son of Kanye. <laughs> but um, it's one of the things that I do agree with him and um, some... Uh, far right people such as what's that guy's name Noah Chappelle or something no, I don't think it's Chappelle There's something along those lines um, where they do say that uh, cancel culture is um, impeding on now this is where I differ they say freedom of speech and uh, the rights of Americans now personally to to so I don't know if, if I'm even getting their position right but basically cancel culture is not allowing people to make mistakes granted and i agree with that um in the past you made a mistake and that's the thing i like it's not getting to the point where we don't judge intention we don't contextualize um and we don't account for any uh behavioral adjustments that were made after the incident like sometimes as they're doing with eminem uh, they're going far back and maybe not far back in some cases some of the music still has homophobic uh, bars um, some of it is still uh, misogynistic in ways I mean most music is it's not just him um, which is another thing like you're very like picky about who you're gonna cancel and who you're gonna let rock um, and what do you mean by cancel anyway like it's such a stupid like idea like what you're not you're you're gone no more like some people yeah that's real life we you're gone done but like eminem is not gonna get cancelled because twitter had a bad day (laughs) and didn't fuck with him like i'm not saying that there isn't validity in some of the stuff that they bring towards his door um but at the same time like he's an artist and i don't know like do we have to hold artists accountable for their art? And that's where the U.S. Uh, court system is actually moving to where they're actually going to hold artists accountable for music. And like, if you rap about shooting somebody, the, the Joey, not Joey, um, 
Bobby Schroeder case where he rapped about you know that famous bar that everyone fucked with uh, Mitch caught a body about a week ago that was like I won't say the bar that sent him away but it definitely played a large role because that's a real person and that's a real body and allegedly I don't know I don't know <laughs> but yeah they're holding they are actually holding artists accountable for their music so it becomes a tricky situation for me because art is a reflection of life and these are real opinions and things that are held by people and when we cancel people we don't engage with people and we don't learn and they don't learn so I guess what I'm saying is that to cancel somebody you have to be so like confident that your side is the right side and in that way you're never going to be able to learn because if you are not even willing to engage with the person that you believe is wrong then you may never see how they might make a little bit of sense like I won't even lie to you a lot of the time like <laughs> I catch myself hearing somebody who um, should by all intents and purposes be vehement, ve- vehemently, vehemently. I think somebody corrected me on how I pronounced it the other in another podcast, so I'm just gonna go vehemently. Uh, <laughs> um, cast away, but hearing them speak about a certain issue, you may find common ground, and where you don't. You can iron out that ground in a conversation. And if you can't, at least you've gained an insight into their perspective. Even if they haven't gained an insight into your perspective. You lo- you lose nothing in an in a, in a engagement like that. You learn only. So I guess, like, I don't know why it, like, I got you, but mainly Eminem won't be cancelled. It's harsh to hold a drug, uh, uh, a recovered drug addict, who, for all intents and purposes, like by all we know, didn't actually act on any of these violent things that he said in his music. No more so than, I'm not even gonna get into it, but yeah, no more so than many people who will go out and will to be like great members of society and in the nighttime do their thing and their thing ain't ain't all that upright if you get me uh i guess you <laughs> you can tell i've been watching euphoria jeez jeez what a show um yeah <laughs> the, yeah anyway all i'm saying is just to cut back to a conversation that we were having earlier Gents, accept your sexuality as is Or else you'll find yourself in dark corners of the world Doing who knows what With who knows As is, anyway So, um Yeah man I think that's the Eminem conversation done And with that, we can move on to What's slowly becoming my favourite segment of the podcast uh, Musical project of the week And, oh my god This one was actually released on my goddamn birthday, but I only listened to it maybe a month later. 
um, purely because I didn't want, and this is something that I normally do, um, either with projects that come with a lot of hype or projects that I'm really anticipating. And I normally give it a month or so, a month, two weeks, something like that, because um, the hype of everyone else will color my opinion. And sometimes negatively, sometimes positively. So in a negative way, they'll hype it up to the point where I think it's the most incredible album. And then when I listen to it, it fails to meet that initial um, pre-rating in my head. Whereas further down the line after listening to it for a bit or maybe I listen to it and because I'm disappointed because of the expectations that I had I don't listen to it for a while and then I come back to it and figure out that hey man this was actually a fucking dope album I just came into it with lofty expectations and that's not what the album needed so the album I'm talking about came out on the 3rd of August 2008 no 2018 yeah, it was 3rd of August 2018. Um, and it is Swimming. So Swimming, Swimming by Mac Miller, by the way. So Swimming was certified platinum, and that's the reason why it's the um, album Project of the Week. It hasn't been on, on, on repeat. In fact, I'm, I find it increasingly hard to listen to Mac's music. For those of you who don't know, I am a massive Mac Miller fan. Um, and yeah imagine why yeah some of it is just haunting like if you know you know but yeah man uh swimming i remember giving it the two weeks and on my it came out on my birthday oh yes yeah, so it came out on my birthday i refused to listen to it and maybe on that weekend um a friend of mine we were on our birthday day missions whatever birthday celebration with missions and he played it for me well, not the whole album but played me a few of his uh, favorite songs, which normally I don't want to, I don't want until I hear the album, but they made me run to the album a bit quicker than I would have because oh my god! So for me, the standout song on 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 swimming uh, was Jet Fuel, uh, just because of the bars, the flow, Steve Lacey on the guitar, oh my word, like. On the bass, I mean, oh, wow, oh my word, that's, and just that, like, hook, that hook is, like, the epitome of, like, understanding Mac's journey, especially at that point, like, well, I'm gonna be here for a while longer than I did expect to, I'll be, yeah, uh, some, 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 <laughs> um, I can't remember, but the idea of it is, but I never run out of jet fuel. Like something, yeah. And what I took it to mean was jet fuel was the drugs that he was taking. And most people, like you, like you'll use, you'll drink, you'll use drugs or whatever. And innately, you will run out of money and that'll stop you from continuing. But he never runs out of jet fuel. He's a fucking millionaire who keeps making money on like, like he's not gonna run out of money. He can continue doing this. So it's like a dark song, but 
the song itself is beautiful and man it's like yeah jeff fuel was the shit and then just for those of you who don't even know this that this was around the time i can't remember like what made me check normally i just like love checking um uh credits like especially for songs that i really fuck with i want to know who's involved whether it be writing um beats production um and i think the song's name is hurt feelings hurt feelings is produced by j cole if you didn't know that now you know that oh my god when i heard that and i was just thinking to myself like i don't know like obviously the the album had no futures features <laughs> um, which was also uh, 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 an interesting change of pace for mac being as that um I think Good Good Morning also had very limited future features, um, which was his album before that. Uh, Faces had quite a few features. Uh, Macadelic had a lot of features. Um, Kids didn't have that many features, but yeah, his mixtapes normally will have the 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 the, um, the regular crew or the early mixtapes will have the regular crew on production and features. But yeah, the, the later his music got, or later on in his career, the less features he had, and um, I just needed a J Cole, uh, J Cole verse. But maybe not the J Cole at the time. Um, I think he was experimenting with a lot of the um, trap sounds and uh, trap flows, and he and obviously it 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 was for for me at least it was very necessary. Um, for his development as an artist and for the music that like oh my god when i heard um those those two singles that he dropped recently you can hear how much he's grown as a as a rapper and obviously the um dreamville uh project i can't remember the name of it now just how he's been rapping like of late is just incredible and he would not have gotten there without that period where he was jumping on everyone's track learning and they were just having the dreamville sessions and all of that but yeah i needed i needed a j cole feature on that but j cole j cole like I, like only j cole fans understand j cole j cole like when j cole gets in his bag uh in j cole's bag not other people's music bag his own like yeah uh, nothing comparable the j cole album with no features just him on his bag in his bag so yeah man that's the musical project for the week um swimming and i just want to say i'm claiming this but it's true uh, it's true i'm claiming it but it's true i predicted that there was going to be something around swimming in circles based on swimming because of the whole concept um from the first song where he's like i was drowning but now i'm swimming and <laughs> At the time, I, w- I can't even elaborate on how much that resonated with me. Like, you know when you're on the... P- you can feel it. That maybe, like, you've, you've kind of lost your way. you kind of just not at equilibrium. But you're on the precipice of getting there. You're close, man. Like fingertip kind of stuff like maybe not even that actually maybe not you're on the precipice of of getting there and of finding your way and of you know figuring shit out but more so you're no longer 
you've no longer got this crushing feeling of hopelessness on you and that album came out as I said on my birthday two months after my father had passed and uh, I was coming to grips and this maybe in some aspects I was coming to grips with my father passing but there were lingering feelings um, obviously lingering emotions lingering um, regrets and just so much stuff that like you work through over time um, that lingered for a lot longer so as you can imagine I was drowning but now I'm swimming like treading water I'm not really where I should be or whatever but it's better than we, where we just were and you know we'll, we'll kick each other for a sec and you know just not drown man and just hopefully we figure it out before we drown and we get the fuck out of this pool <laughs> but yeah man that's the musical project for the week guys it has been an incredible podcast I really had fun like I, I won't even lie to you this might be one of the one of the ones that I enjoyed the most um just because I just had fun, man. <laughs> I was actually speaking to one of the listeners. And um, the last one, uh, just to give myself a little bit of uh, critique on air, was a little bit, uh, especially when I got to speaking about the budget, um, I kind of lost my way on that. Um, and more so because I forgot what this podcast is. And this podcast isn't me coming and giving you guys all the facts and details. It's me coming and sharing my opinions, uh, beliefs, um, and just me, giving you just me. And as long as it's that, I believe it has a place. But when I lose that, and I start giving you the generic, you know, yeah. So, as always, thank you to everybody who listened up until this point if you listen up until this point i really fuck with you until the next time i bid you adieu and i will see you soon